Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Sunday Messages. We are doing a PTA episode today, but oddly enough, this week I do not have any prayers. None. Zip. Nada. None came through. So it must be quiet out there in the ether. But don't forget, if you want to request a prayer, if you would like to submit a question for the advice column, you're more than welcome to. It'll be in the show notes or the description box, depending on where you're listening to this. So I will just go directly into the question that is for the advice column today, and then we will go into some tarot for the week and wrap up. So let me go ahead and read the question to you all so we know what we are unpacking and we will dive right in. So the question is, I really want to quit smoking, but sometimes I love it. I know it's terrible for me, but how can I put these down for good without the experience of being miserable during withdrawal? I was watching the Bitch Masterclass, and I know withdrawal fills me with rage, and even with that, harnessing it is hard. Okay, so there's a couple pieces that I can speak to. So one of the big things that I explained during the Bitch Masterclass was that physiological elements, they're not going to completely correct the emotion, right? Just knowing that when you're detoxing from nicotine isn't enough to kill the sensation, right? The feeling is going to be there. However, understanding the biological, the physiological components of what could be affecting your mood is something that is going to make it more helpful for those who are around you. So, for example... My best friend is in the same exact position right now. Same thing. Has a really hard time with the withdrawal symptoms. Same, 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 same across the board. She has been smoking for a really long time. The thing that is helpful when it comes to understanding the biological piece is not so that that fixes it, but it's more about communicating to those around you what's happening for you biologically so that they don't personalize your behavior and they don't personalize your tone. So when my best friend explains that she is quitting smoking, is explaining to me the sensations, well then if we have a conversation and she starts giving me an attitude... (laughs) that's obviously not going to have anything to do with me, right? Whereas other times I may have felt differently or I may have felt a little bit more defensive because of that. It, It may have drawn some things up in me that I didn't exactly like just, you know, as a normal human reaction. If I can blame it on the fact that you're quitting smoking, that keeps me as the observer, as the person that you're relating to in a neutral spot. So that's the purpose of understanding the biological piece is so you can remind yourself so that you can involve the people that you're, right, that you have relationships with that you're relating to in any given moment. And if they know, it's to, it's also to keep them more emotionally safe in that information being shared. So that would be the first thing is I would give people a disclaimer. Let them know. 
I'm going to be an asshole for a few weeks and I'm just apologizing in advance. If you hear me, get super snappy. If I am being rude to you, I promise you, I promise you, it is not me. The demons are leaving my body. (laughs) I'm saying that as a joke. But you get the idea that by communicating this, it's going to make it easier on those around you for them to stay in a neutral position and not personalize how you're being. Now, it's not to say that you won't have to apologize for some of the shit that might come out of your mouth. That could that could very well be something that comes up, but it's going to make it way easier if people know what's going on with you and they know where you're at. The second part of this, which I think will be very, very, very helpful, is for you to see the detox period, the withdrawal period, as an initiation into being a non-smoker. My personal feeling on this, what I suspect is happening if you go through a long period of smoking and then you quit, is that it feels awful so that you don't go back to smoking. You want this time to, you want to feel pain. You want the quitting experience to have some sting to it so that once you're through the entire period, you can say, I never, ever, ever, ever want to do anything like that again. So the desire to pick up smoking is going to be less if you're able to have this kind of seared into your DNA, if you're able to remember this initiation period and the the effort that it took, the commitment, the devotion, the alignment that it took in order for you to step into being a non-smoker, then you're not going to want to throw that away. It's going to add some, some weight. It's like you actually have some skin in the game by going through this. So, See the pain as the initiation and the initiation as being where all of the wisdom, the treasure, the gold is in the initiation. If you did not have that part, then it would be very easy to backslide. It would be easier to pick it back up again. It wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like that big of a deal. And so you want this. You want this initiation. It is important. It is important for you to kind of walk through the fire, to have that experience and let that serve you. Don't hide from the shadow work component of this. It's okay for you to continue walking through it. The next piece of this, and this has to do with I can't remember the name of the school or the doctor, but I I heard this once from a holistic practitioner who works with addiction. And what he said was when it comes to any type of addiction, what you give credit for is the attempt. So every time you attempt to quit, you give yourself credit for the attempt, regardless of whether or not you relapse or you pick it back up. So you try... You make the attempt, you give yourself credit, you celebrate yourself, you put more emphasis on the attempt and actually following through with that. You give yourself lots of praise, lots of credit for that. If you relapse, okay, fine, but get back on the horse. Do it again. Attempt again. Celebrate that. Celebrate yourself. Pat yourself on the back. Do all of those things. Relapse, no big deal. Get back on the horse. In my opinion, one of the worst feelings or one of the worst elements of addiction is shame. Shame is something that perpetuates the bad behavior. It perpetuates the 
the you know, oh, I'm a piece of shit, so I'm going to keep doing this, and I'm so ashamed of myself, so I'm going to do this bad thing again. Oh, yeah, I'm so horrible. I'm, You know, it's that repetitive cycle that keeps people in an addiction. Whereas if you can soften the tone with yourself and speak to yourself better and better and better, you're not going to stay down as long if you do have a cigarette if you do relapse on anything for addiction in general, it's going to make it easier for you to attempt again and again and again and maintain. So allow yourself to speak to yourself in a gentler way and allow yourself to give yourself lots of credit and lots of praise for when you're moving in the right direction. And eventually you will pick up enough momentum where it's like, okay, I'm just going to do this now because the aligned move is quitting smoking. If you have a desire to quit smoking, that's what's in alignment with you and that is what will inevitably unfold if you're committed to staying in alignment with yourself, as in your soul, your spirit, your higher self, you know, all, all the goods. The next piece, which can help soften the withdrawal symptoms, is to see it as being easier than you expect. And I hear this a lot from people who quit smoking. The first month is really where that initiation takes place. And then after that, maintaining not smoking is very, very easy once you get over that. So once the nicotine is out of your system, once you have enough time to kind of work out the habits, right, because there's probably little pit stops during your day where you're picking up a cigarette and so moving through your day that's woven into it and so you need enough time for your brain to adjust for your body to adjust for everything to sync up and so see it as a very short-term challenge for yourself but with the expectation that it's going to get easier and easier it's going to be easier than you expect It's not going to be that difficult. The cravings and the withdrawal symptoms are going to pass with ease. You want to make sure that you are priming yourself by expecting ease and then giving yourself permission to forgive yourself if you're an asshole. So you want to hold both of those things at the same time. Okay, so the final thing with all of this, this little non-smoking toolkit, if you will, is addressing the piece where you said you like it. So I am actually very, very familiar with this. And for those of you who don't know, I did smoke Newports for quite some time and I loved Newports. It it felt like smoking toothpaste and I I I really loved it. I loved it. I loved how it broke up my day. I loved everything about it. I loved nicotine. I like stimulants. And then on top of that you have the social benefit of doing it, right? Going outside and having a cigarette with someone. I understand how how there's a lot of appeal to so many different things about tobacco. So that can all be there. That's that's actually, you're not wrong for thinking that or feeling that. that. That's a part of the deal. That's why so many people smoke and continue smoking, and that's what makes it difficult for some people to quit. However, I would like to introduce a different idea of how you can look at this, which is 
It doesn't actually have anything to do with the smoking per se, but it has a little bit more to do with the alchemy. So think about a time when you've really wanted to explore something dark or you've wanted to experiment with getting into a little bit of trouble or you've wanted to d- take certain risks or, you know, or, or felt a little bit of pain. Like we are naturally drawn towards experimenting with these things and using these things for different sensations and feeling into depth. So when I look at cigarettes, what I'm actually looking at and what I read on it is more of the fire element. So if you can look at, okay, if you're into fire, right, maybe fire in your lungs or the the, the feeling of fire, okay, well, you can actually get to a point where you can still play with that element, without it being something that consumes you, without it being something that you don't enjoy and something that causes suffering, it doesn't have to be that way. I think part of this has to do with supplementing in ways that actually work for you. So obviously this isn't a short-term solution. I don't recommend trying to experiment or play with any of this right when you're quitting smoking. But down the line, you will be able to get your fire fix at a certain point. Like, I've even... Now, cigarettes at this point do make me feel ill. They make me feel sick. Like, it does not feel good in my body. But I'm sure there are other forms of tobacco that I would really like or... Of course, I'm sure a lot of you know I'm I'm a weed gal myself. I know that's not accessible to everyone everywhere, but I think there are more options than you might be aware of in this moment in terms of how to experience a similar benefit from some of the elements of smoking that you really do enjoy without it being so all-consuming. So if you really do enjoy the act of smoking, feeling the smoke, just standing outside and having a smoke, it's like you also have the option of hemp as well. So it's like there's more dimensions to smoking than all or nothing. The cigarettes, I mean, I think more of the issue with cigarettes is they're doused in chemicals, they're heavily processed, It's really not good to be in chronic use of cigarettes. That's what can can kind of suck the life out of you. But in terms of the, the act of smoking in and of itself, there are a lot of workarounds for that. So at a certain point, I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you would be able to incorporate those elements without getting swept away into smoking. But again, I wouldn't I wouldn't do this in the short term, and I also wouldn't suggest swapping out one addiction for another. Like, I wouldn't say, oh, just replace all your cigarettes with weed. Like, (laughs) you don't want to be stoned all day. That's a terrible idea. But at a certain point, down the line, you will be able to get your fire fix in other ways because there are things to enjoy about it. I'm with you on that. I don't disagree. But when you're looking forward, I recommend moving away from this idea that you're losing something significant that you'll never be able to get back or you're never going to be able to experience again. No, you're just cleaning it up in the short term so that you can enjoy 
fire without the addiction. And you're also just reclaiming freedom because if you are not able to have full sovereignty, full choice over the substances that you're putting into your body, of course, I'm not talking about those of you who are on medications for various things. We're not talking about that, but but something that you don't have any control over. You're not free in that. You're actually enslaved to a chemical, to a substance. And that part, that's not going to make anyone feel good. Like the, the enslavement element of addiction does not feel good. And that's very disempowering. So you're removing that piece, reclaiming more personal power, and then those things are also going to generate momentum. So I just wanted to remind you, don't put this on some magical pedestal. Don't don't treat it like it's special. Don't treat it like you're never going to be able to enjoy this, this element of life ever again. Because that's, that's simply not true. Mm, okay. So that is all for the advice segment, the advice column of this podcast. Now, I would like to take a moment for our sponsor, which is me. I am sponsoring this podcast episode. And I just want to let you know that The Art of Rulership is available now. We start on August 3rd. And The Art of Rulership really is about power. It's about sovereignty. It's about creation. It's about leadership. It's about communication skills, boundaries, all of these yummy, delicious things that I feel like people need more guidance around and support in cultivating these skills. And so I have created this for you. And this is a two-week intensive with me. So I've never structured a course like this before, but I'm really excited because it's it's a short container, but there's a lot of depth and there's six modules. So the first week that we're together, it's really about taking inventory. It's evaluating what is going on. It's identifying leaks in your system and places where you might be dropping your power. So we're doing some exploration with the archetypes, the victim and the prostitute. I could go on and on about the victim and the prostitute, which is why it's getting its own module. But this is where people drop their power most often, is in these shadow elements. So what we're doing is we are going to extract the wisdom from these places where you might be dropping your power, losing your grip a little bit, and then using that, alchemizing that in order to shift it into empowerment, into pleasure, into feeling good. So rather than getting swept away in circumstances, in shadow parts of self, you're using it to guide you and move you in the direction that you actually want to go because all of this is just wisdom. It's just data. It's just information that you can use to sculpt out what actually needs to happen. So I've been wanting to do a course on power and confidence and leadership for a long time and this is finally what has come through. That's what's dropped for it. So if you would like to go take a look, go to onyxhealing.com rulership. I will also post the link in the description box or the show notes if you're interested. And this is going to be for anyone who is really looking to access their power and be able to hold it 
consistently. So being able to find it even in times of distress or if shit is hitting the fan, if life is giving you something that is a little bit difficult to tango with, this is about maintaining your power and also about reshaping the relationships that you have in your life. This is a big part when it comes to implementing boundaries, holding your power, really dialing all of that in. It shapes the quality of people that you call into your life. It completely changes the relationships that you have in your life. And this is something I feel very strongly about because personally, my relationships have greatly improved with a lot of the things that I'm teaching in this course. So I'm I'm handing all of that over to you because it's not a matter of, oh, these are the wrong people, so I need to cut them out. This is about recalibrating yourself so that you're evoking the best from others. So that's what leadership skills ultimately do, is it changes the way people respond to you. So the art of rulership. Check it out. It's badass. It's amazing. I'm so excited. And as always, I'm the greatest, most powerful practitioner that exists on the planet. And if you would like to be in my world, I highly, highly recommend that you step into this container because people get wild results when they work with me. That is what I command in the spaces that I hold. And I'm excited to see what emerges from this container. I will see you inside. Okay, now let's pull some tarot, see what's going on. Check in, what do you need to know this week? Okay, first thing we have is the Knight of Wands. I'm going to pull three, unless I get a wild hair. Then we have Strength. And then we have justice. So I'm actually getting that how you're thinking about action is going to be helpful for you this week. So this is really about shifting out of the have-tos because have-tos make things harder, in my opinion. If you're constantly in a state of, I have to do this, then it's just going to kill the magic, in my opinion. The Knight of Wands is telling me that there is a deep desire to get things done, to, to take action, to build momentum. That is something that you're going to be craving, that you're going to be inspired by, that you're going to be feeling, yeah, let's do this, let's go. I think this has to do with shifting into Leo season because we also have the strength card on the table. And that is all about holding the masculine container, holding the things that you're, I hesitate to say accountable to, what you're devoted to. Not, not accountable, but devoted. How are you devoted to showing up? And in what state are you devoted to showing up? And if you can get a nice blend of those things together, you're going to be operating from a sustainable space. So this week is really about figuring out when to step on the gas and when to step on the brake. Because it's not reasonable to say, I'm going to be go, go, go all the time. I'm going to be operating at 100% all the time. A lot of people can't handle that. That's too intense. Way too much stress for one person to handle. And so there is a need to pump the brakes. 
The same goes for the opposite. If you're constantly in a state of, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next month, I'll do it after this, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait, that's also not sustainable because then you're just going to, the I'll wait will add up and overflow over time. And so instead of moving from either one of those extremes, you want to figure out what are you really devoted to in this moment? Is it showing up for a particular action or is it filling your cup? Where are you out of balance? Where are you out of whack? And then you want to give yourself the gift of whatever you're ready to be devoted to more. The answer is always going to be, yeah, 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 devoted to soul, devoted to God, devoted to higher self, whatever you like to work with. But in that, it's what are you being led to? What are you being guided to? And what are you under the influence of? If you're if you're constantly self-sabotaging, putting things off, never getting anything done, kind of burning, burning energy, but not moving in any particular direction, you're not under the influence of God or the higher self. You're just not. You're you're under the influence of the mind more than likely. The same would go for work, 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 do, 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 do. That's also under the influence of the mind. You're not you're not under the influence of your true best highest self. So if you can identify where you're landing in all of that, and then make sure that you're just tapping in and tuning into yourself, you're going to get the right information on what you need next, what whatever that looks like for you. Is it more rest? Is it more play? Is it more action? I'm getting a lot of energy is building, especially after that fucking full moon. Good God, that was nightmarish. I am glad you all survived that. But the bottom line here is that your energy is growing. The only distinction, the only thing that you need to keep in mind is, is the energy moving in the direction of showing up for things that you're excited about, that you feel good about, that you want to put out into the world or that you want to move on? Or are you are you acting more from the direction of properly filling your tank, building your energy. So you're probably going to fall into one of those two camps and then move forward with it, whatever that looks like for you. So that is what I have for you this week. Thank you so much for taking some time, hanging out with me, having a good time with me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you feel compelled, please leave me a glowing, fabulous review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you can leave reviews. Send this to a friend if you feel inspired. And I'm just sending you all so much love. Thanks for hanging out. And I will talk to you next time. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.